0: You are locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things dog pound, LGB on the L O B. Let's go Browns! Locked on Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. We're going to sit in here on non-victory Monday after a tough one last night down in Baltimore. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns Your first listen day in, day out. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith in the house and along for the ride. Uh, Tough one. Very, very tough one. Uh, Defense. Very sound team effort. Offensively, the run was taken away. He continued to try to have at it to no avail. Um, Offensive line certainly didn't do any favors. Um, When it was there, there were drops. Uh, Baker Mayfield fought, battled, gave it all he had. Jarvis Landry, by far his best game of the season. Pete, to come out on the wrong end of this one, 16-10, when you get – a former league MVP, perhaps a league MVP, uh, throw four interceptions. Uh, I mean, it it just, this one's, this one's tough just because it was there to be had. And the amount of times it was there to be had are, are numerous. And again, you just couldn't get it all done. And it, goes down into the bucket of lackluster performances as a team. Coaches certainly involved in what is becoming basically the story of the 2021 Cleveland Browns season.
0: One of the most frustrating evenings of my life, and the Browns game was also frustrating, um, which is part of the dynamic is that we don't even get to the – the football before we've sort of established what's going to be wrong and then we sort of roll with it until like going into this game you know coming out of the Lions game the thought was that Baker Mayfield was going to you know be physically limited uh to the point where he he couldn't function um and that was going to hold the Browns back then he actually gets out there and not only is his accuracy exactly what it needs to be he looks physically much 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 better and you know in the end he's trying to drag the offense down the field um and we, you know we get we'll, we get what we get which is you know a, a running game that can't go anywhere because the ravens are basically saying they're not going to allow well out they give up 40 yards rushing on 17 carries and put it all in the uh passing game and you know, when, when the Browns can't get open, nothing happens. And when they can, there are a number of drops or other issues that sort of have gotten in the way. And, you know, Baker Mayfield's one fumble was absolutely catastrophic and there's no getting away from it. It was an awful situation, not because it led to Ravens point. It didn't, but just because it looked like it may have scored a touchdown there and And didn't, but the 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 fact of the matter is that I'll be very curious to see how you know various things grade this out. But my suspicion to the front, the bigger midfield is probably going to be the best player on offense, not named Harrison Bryant, who unfortunately left with the game with injury, as did Jack Conklin, which was sort of another you know aspect of this. The Browns get all these guys back and then jack conklin goes down in the first quarter he you know it, it, allegedly a patellar tendon obviously he'd be done for the year and now we'd be looking about what you know his is 22 22 is going to look like for him and then harrison bryant who has the second leading receiver with 50 yards you know goes for 41 yards on one of those receptions and his feet get tangled up under him when he gets tackled and he leaves the game and unable to return so you know, who's the next playmaker Jarvis Landry had 111 yards receiving, which is, you know, incredible for, for what he's been able to do. Unfortunately, you know, the, the, the last drive of the game, he can't haul in that pass. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then they have the play, which I didn't hate the play call where he's, you know, in in shotgun and and operating as a quarterback. I frankly thought that was going to happen. But what he did with it, is you know what what made the play awful he turned the ball over so um it was death by a thousand cuts in, in that respect and you you know you, we sort of add in the special teams fiasco that has been the past not only this game but the past couple of weeks and uh, you know you're you're basically losing two aspects, two phases of the game and, and, you know, you needed the defense basically for you
1: sticking on the offensive side of the ball here. And look, you know, the run at odd you know, Baltimore had sold out and I'll be honest on some of those runs, it really looked like if they went to the cutback lane a lot sooner, there may at least have been a chance for positive yards or at least, you know, some sort of breathing room from the running game. But, you know, there's no question that Baltimore certainly had their number as far as the running game. Pete, and it did seem weird that Baker didn't practice Wednesday. And maybe that was part of it, you know, was just getting him a little bit more rest. Maybe they realized if we dialed down a little bit, you know, we're gonna do him obviously, you know, more help than you know, harm essentially, as far as having him being healthy. Cause to have, you know, Ian Rappaport report on Sunday that, you know, he was looking to be, you know, the most healthy he's been, you know, but didn't practice Wednesday seemed a little weird. But you know, for for the most part, I would say it was accurate. It was true. Um, is the the heels certainly looked like it caught up with him. Uh, on the one run. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, you know, for what everybody wants to do to this guy or put on this guy, it wasn't on this guy last night. And I, I can't even, and Pete knew I was struggling last night. And that's why I recorded to see him on it, Cause it was just. The, as
0: person in the oldest person on the planet.
1: Yes. Well, but also combine that with a frustrating evening. Um, and I can't even believe, did, did somebody actually ask, If Baker is now going to
0: sit – are you going to sit Baker now after what you saw last night? That's the underlying problem from that game? Now, I have to go back and watch it because I haven't had a chance. Um, I know Tony Grossi asked that question, but uh, I don't – what I don't know is if any questions were asked about that special teams thing where the Ravens were deliberately trying to cheat the rules of the game because that's far more interesting to me. But, yeah, I mean, again, this is the thing where we're like – we've – this year you know for reasons we're not going to get into that go well beyond football people have just refused to think and instead everything has to come down to give you the simple simplest way to to blame everything for almost the entire season anything defensively that has gone wrong has been joe woods it doesn't matter that he was absolutely brilliant in any number of games and players weren't executing um anything defensively wrong is him. And now offensively, anything that is wrong is Baker Mayfield. Um we just can't get beyond that the the fact that guys just cannot get open. They just can't. And this the thing that drives me nuts is like we watched this exact same dynamic play out against the Steelers where it you know, if they were going to win Baker Mayfield was going to drag them down the field. This is the exact same situation where we run into six drops, including, you know, plays that could have been made, um, you know, on the last drive of the game that could have get people's Jones position. early in the game. Yeah. Like the, that's the thing is like, we're, we're, you know, again, the fumble is the fumble. Like I can't, there's, there's no defense for that. It was a bad, bad play. But, like, the first drive of the game, the Browns are in a a position. In a game where, you know, 16 points was enough to win, Baker Mayfield puts it on Donovan Peoples-Jones inside, I think, at, like, the the seven or somewhere like that. And and I'm not sure that if Donovan Peoples-Jones doesn't catch that, he doesn't score because it felt like he was going to the left and the defenders were going to the right. But he couldn't catch it. And that was sort of, like, the start of what this game was. It was these little things – they added up, and in the end, we just decided, oh, it must be Baker Mayfield's fault. And it's, you know, I, I really like Donovan Peoples-Jones, but, like, this is the problem, is, is coming into the season, we were hoping he was going to be wide receiver three, you know, maybe wide receiver four, and now he's a de facto wide receiver one, you know, in the same way that people are mad at, at the bronze for taking Anthony Schwartz. And while I can sort of sympathize in some respects, you took this guy in the third round, he was supposed to be the fifth receiver this season. And now we're like boned because he's out with a concussion Um, that, you know, that's not where this team's going to win. Jamarcus Bradley is, it's a credit to Jamarcus Bradley that he's out there and sort of getting an opportunity. But the, the fact that Jamarcus Bradley is, is sort of, a you know necessary entity within this offense <laughs> is telling you just how much has gone wrong with this offense it's not because jarcus marcus bradley is a bad person or bad anything else it's that if you went this season think after everything that they look like they had to now being to a point where richard higgins has gotten so bad that he was benched rightfully it's not some weird conspiracy he's just not been good that's sort of a, a hint of where we're at. Austin Hooper with a key drop. David Njoku had opportunities to make plays he could have made. He yeah, also made Felton good. with a drop. Touchdown. Yeah, Demetric Felton takes his eyes off the play. And I don't have any issue with Demetric Felton being out there on that play. Like, he's good enough to make that play. He just has to do it. Uh, Kareem Hunt was dealing with injuries. Uh, it, like, I think his, his leg tightened up at the end, which is why he couldn't be on the field. I think there was something else up with Nick Chubb. And instead of, like – waiting to potentially get an explanation on this. It's Kevin Stefanski's incompetent. He's overwhelmed. It's all these other things. And the reality was he put the guy out there that they had left.
1: And even still, if that had been Kareem Hunt in that instance, coverage is going to be there. Close. I mean, part of the reason the play worked and was open was because Felton is your third, fourth, fifth option. If Hunt's on the field, he's probably viewed as maybe first, second option in that situation. Um, you got to make plays. You do. And Don, the people's Jones drop early led to a long field goal, obviously that they did not make, you know, felt was dropped. The drops on the last drive. I mean, look, if you're still, you know, uh, if you want to say Baker Mayfield hasn't played well this year, I'm fine. And I will totally listen to you. I will totally give you that argument. And you know, I will concede to you because it's, it's true, but walking out of here last night, that's should not be the takeaway. Talking about benching him is just absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, let's bench, you know, the one guy who looked like he actually had something going on on the offensive side of the ball last night. Um, just absolutely ludicrous. Um, and, you know, and, and to Kevin Stefanski's credit, I mean, yeah, they they had him. They they had him yesterday. But again, and Pete, I go back to what was part of the pro- this problem in 2020 is you're playing arena league style football again. And there's no threat. And when there's no threat, why are you going? Yes, there's a possibility somebody could leave. But until you show it to me, I'm not going to defend it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, look, the, the defenses are doing what they should do. Like, you know, I, this, the other thing is, like, I don't get it. People are mad they're not running the ball. I, you know, the thing that just, you know, figuratively made me want to freaking shoot myself was when I saw a, you know, Daryl Ryder complaining it. The Browns didn't have Andy Janovich activated. Like, this is where we're at. That the, the fullback was going to be the difference between the Browns running for 40 yards on 17 carries or not. Like, what are we doing at this point that we, we just can't, like, again, we can't think even remotely a second. The Ravens were not going to allow you to run. They were blitzing off the right side continuously. The second Blake Hans was in the game because they knew they were going to get free rushers coming off that side. Jedrick Wills was struggling on the left side. Um, It's really difficult to sort of like imagine a scenario where someone is successful with all these things going wrong. And yet not only is Baker Mayfield supposed to be successful, he has to win the game or he's failed. And that's, on one hand, you can sort of like understand exactly what, you know, that thought process, what, why, you know, bottom line business and all that. But on the other hand, what, like who succeeds in this, in this situation? And the answer is not case Keenum case Keenum presents no vertical threat whatsoever. He moves worse than Mayfield does. So (laughs) if, if you put him in the game with Jed Ripwell struggling and Blake Hans in there and no vertical threat, And, you know, teams are going to load up 11 on the line of scrimmage as opposed to, like, 10 or 9 as they have been because nobody can get open uh, initially. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, to his credit, is, like, the one guy who seems to show some, like, potential in that area. I mean, you know, people were mad, of course, because, of course, they were. When the Browns tried to go to uh, hit uh, Jones on that, like, third-down fade against Marlon Humphrey – and like Jones beats him off the line and Marlon Humphrey makes a great play to sort of get himself back in phase to make the play. But like, this is what you were, where you were at. Like, this is sort of what, what had to happen. And you know, a team that wasn't throwing downfield enough tried to throw downfield a lot. And that wasn't good because it wasn't working. Like the bottom line is like when it, when, it doesn't work. No play call is, is good apparently, which is really frustrating in in a difficult sort of framework to operate from. There were a lot of plays that they made that were really smart and just didn't execute. Um, You know, the, the screen, that screen's a big notable one, but there were countless others where plays were there and either drops happened or, you know, they couldn't block or whatever it was. And it all adds up to this dismal, depressing situation where the Browns have scored 17 points or less in seven of their 12 games this year Um, it's it's not one thing and there have been games where Baker Mayfield has been awful but to me if if I'm to look at this season considering the context of Baker Mayfield being injured I look at the Ravens and the Steelers and he's given you everything that you can possibly ask and they just can't do it which isn't going to get fixed within in the season. It's just not that. And that's the sad part is like, you know, it can't get fixed. And it's so frustrating. And I'm seeing people like say the most irrational things, you know, people are yelling at, you know, Baker Mayfield's wife's social media accounts. Like th- this isn't how like healthy people act, but like, this is where we're, this is where we are with this thing. Everything has to be the most extreme reaction, to everything rather than going, you know, uh, you know, for an example, a Cavs game because they play 82 of them where, oh, they just didn't have it this year, you know, or ha- have it this game, you know, we'll see what happens next week you know, with football and, and 17 games. Now you just don't get that. Everything has to be life or death.
1: No doubt about it. Um, and the best part is is two weeks to dwell on this one as Browns approach their bye week and then suit up again for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to flip it up here. We're going to talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball, at least something fun to talk about. Uh, Browns down. Lose 16-10. Non-Victory Monday on. Locked on Browns. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Defensively, Pete, I, I, I it was, and I, I, I thought an excellent, amazing effort. Anthony Walker, Jeremiah Uso-Koromoa, Ronnie Harrison. These guys were all over the place last night. Miles Garrett. Um, if you're gonna ever probably fire up. Um and you know rank Miles Garrett's sacks by most impressive. The one he had last evening by far was probably the most impressive one he ever had. Um, huge play obviously with a you know a, a tip that led to a field goal. Um, and another point in the game. Uh, defensively, they got it done. Um, you know the Ravens. You know, it, it, obviously the, the, the keeping away from the Browns at the end of the game was kind of understandable. The Browns' defense was pr- pretty much toast at that point. But Pete, defense came last night. They brought it in. Ronnie Harrison for I mean, almost every two plays he made, it seemed like he had to wait three plays on the sidelines because he was certainly playing injured. Uh, you know, interceptions for Ronnie Harrison, Grantell, John Johnson the third, Denzel Ward. Uh, the only touchdown you allowed was just an absolute, I mean, pseudo fluke hail mary where you still even got a piece of the ball. Denzel Ward basically taking responsibility for that. I guess I'm, I'm assuming he was supposed to be where Mark Andrews was. Just to put together an effort like that on the defensive side of the ball and come out with a loss, it's gotta be frustrating.
0: Yeah. Look, there's a lot of things I really liked about what the Browns have done sort of the past two weeks. Um, Ronnie Harrison sort of being able to operate as a linebacker where he can play forward and not have to be patient or do too much in terms of running backward. He's, a significantly better player. Like this is the guy you were hoping to get. Now, you know, I didn't think he'd be quite as limited as he has been this year, but like you, you see what the guy, like there's, you can see through the keyhole uh, of what Ronnie Harrison might have been for this team this year, the past two weeks. Um, John Johnson made the best interception I've seen all season Um, going away from the, you know, he's, he's, he had looking at the receiver, going downfield, plays the hands, just sort of magically corrals it into his own body before he hits the ground. Uh, Greg Newsome is really good. Jeremiah Wusukoromo is, you know, even more than what we hoped he would be at this point. Miles Garrett is outstanding. Jadevian Clowney, you know, you got to see a healthier Jadevian Clowney than we have in, in previous weeks and and you sort of forgotten just how dynamic and impactful he could be. Um, you know, Denzel Ward continues to be, you know, continues to be really impressive. Like the Browns did, took everything that previous teams have done. And You know, the one I really go back to is the Cincinnati Bengals, but they also looked at the, the Miami Dolphins, and they were able to cause problems for Lamar Jackson in terms of, making him think things were there that weren't, or he just made mistakes because he was flustered. He kept throwing balls that just shouldn't have been thrown. Um They get a big goal line stand to force a field goal. You know, after all the stuff that went wrong, they gave up just six points in the first half. And then they finally yield the touchdown in the second half. Um But, you know, and, and the, sh- the shame about it to me is that, um, you know, the, it, it all sort of gets lost in what we saw there. Defensive tackles have been bad, and that wasn't really a factor. Although the Ravens did have their share of success running up the middle, like everything that the Browns have been, been ha- having trouble with defensively was had disappeared for three hours, and and they got to show you all of their strengths. So, you know, people have been trying to fire Joe Woods all year for some reason. Um, he was. At his best, the team played, you know, incredibly high-level football, and they did everything they could. And, unfortunately, they could not, you know, run one of those interceptions back to score a touchdown for themselves because, you know, they just weren't getting that that help from either offense or special teams.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, the succession of it, and I know so many people talking about it, you know, how, you know, you're basically putting the, you, you know, the amount of turnovers the Browns had into points, Some of it, so many so many of happened so quickly that you know they all kind of just stumbled together. Of course, there was a bigger fumble, which kind of you know certainly gave one right back. Um, just in that whole sequence there, right before the half, and you know that sequence, Pete, with the three interceptions, I believe it was three interceptions and five throws. Um, and certainly it's backbreaking when you can't capitalize on you know something like that because you get a team like this that is as talented as the Ravens are and Lamar jackson, you know the player that he is and it, it, it just nothing can come good out of it and you've certainly got to be backbreaking as a defense because I mean look not only are we keeping them off the board not only are we keeping them off the field we're actually getting turnovers in some pretty choice field position to have nothing good come of it
0: Yeah, look, I mean, nature of the beast, you know, in the same way that, you know, the Browns offense scores 42 against the Chargers and lose 47 to 42. And it it all feels like, you know, completely forgotten. And and we're just sort of lost in the muck of what has been this season. Um, The defensive performance that was absolutely ridiculous and sort of gives you all the hope in the world for this team moving forward because of how many young players were stepping up. Um, you know, that, that, that's difficult. Now, I, you know, I, I'm certainly looking at that and going, man, there's a lot of reasons to uh, believe in this group and what they can accomplish not only the rest of the year, but, you know, into, you know, further years um, as they're continued to continually able to, mold the roster around what they've they've wanted to do and sort of address some of their issues. But um, you know, the Chicago bears game was the best performance for this defense bar none um, in terms of results, but in terms of like actually doing, actually playing the game in terms of like what they needed to do and execution and all that, like the bears in many ways were, you know, not helping themselves, but the Ravens were forced to do these things, and the defense was everything and you know i'm 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 not gonna lose sight of that fact, but you know unfortunately that's that's where we're at that we 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 get this type of performance and we can't capitalize, which I think has been one of the many uh themes of this year when when one side of the ball has been outstanding the other side hasn't, and that has you know lost them a number of games. The, the chargers the steelers and now the ravens stand out as as three just notable examples of games that were winnable that the browns don't get and, and you know th- there are other games you can point to and go well the browns could have lost this one too but just looking at those three winnable games the browns are sitting six and six they could be nine and three that's sort of the the night you know the the razor thin margin this team has been working on and unfortunately you know, six and six is what it is. You, you're, you're largely a listless team.
1: Uh, and and of course, you know, I understand for all you fans, the sting that you're all feeling here. And, but look, I mean, granted, nothing's guaranteed. And for as many times we said, man, you know, it really looks like they put together a hell of a roster. It's still got to come down and it's still got to, you know, find a way to result in the victories. And obviously it hasn't. Um, a lot of that does come down to the fact that, yeah, you know, you, you've, been playing many weeks here with a quarterback, about as dinged up as anybody can be. Um, but it's you know, so I get it, I get it from the fans' perspective. Um, but some of it, you know, is definitely, definitely over the line, some of it is nowhere even near the line, some of it is just absolute 100 percent gibberish. We're gonna get some final thoughts here we before we close on out. Again, non victory Monday, Browns again, take the L in a tough one down in Baltimore. It's here, the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday. And built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site wide. And even bigger discounts on built boost, broth, and built swag. A brand new built bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. Caramel almond delight and delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. And this season, while you're craving white chocolate for a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallow center, covered in white chocolate, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Go to built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off of everything. Head to Built.com. Enter the promo code LOCKED20 before it's too late. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Pete, I do want to get to this. The cluster F of the special teams in that in that punt scenario i mean was it literally just one of these you know where it kind of seems like vrabel versus belichick they always do this was this literally something where baltimore was trying to take advantage of the rules because as the team who possesses the ball if you make a late substitution the opposite side of the ball is 100% entitled to do just the same
0: yeah so the nfl is different than than, uh, you know, college and and high school and stuff like that. This is one of the major reasons how it's different is because the NFL is so specialized in how they play Um, when you substitute um, as the Ravens did. And what they were doing is they were basically having 10 guys out there and trying to put the 11th guy. And I can't remember his name. I think he was number 42 was coming in they're running up to the line uh and and then trying to get the ball snapped and then you know the, the before the browns could sub and the referees are trying to sort of get the browns able to sub but the problem is there's no recourse for the referees there's no like penalty they can throw for what this isn't the first time the ravens have done this just this season um the NFL has no recourse. There's no penalty they can throw, you know, penalty flag they can throw. But it is clearly well outside of the spirit of the game or the letter of the of the of the, of the law here. So, you know, the Ravens just did this th- basically three times in a row. The um, Browns called a timeout that shouldn't have been the timeout because, again, they were supposed to be able to sub – Uh, Now that doesn't excuse them then coming out of the timeout with 12 men on the line or 12 men in the game. But again, this, this concept of trying to uh, trying to uh, just literally make the officials do something, you know, in a way that they cannot do um, is like, not it's not football it is like like i said they're literally the rules are written to not allow this and there's nothing that the nfl uh that officials are able to do and you know i i don't know how um what i i i, I my assumption is the nfl is going to make a rule about this that they're going to have a penalty option for this for like basically unsportsmanlike conduct or something like that because that's what it is um but that's where we're at, and, and it drives me nuts because what John Harbaugh is doing, he knows it's bullshit, but there's, no, there's nothing that prevents him from doing it. So he can do this, try to get enough confusion, which works, and benefit from it, even though it is entirely outside the rules of the game, because it's not like the referees can basically stop and like give them a talking to and say, you cannot do this. <laughs>
1: Probably a good way to put it, Uh, but just yet another, you know, crazy scenario of what has been the Browns 2021 season. Pete, to even discuss playoffs, this team's got to win the last five games in a row. I'm sorry, say that again. I said to even discuss playoffs, this team's got to win five straight. Otherwise, this is over
0: do they have to win five? Like, here's the thing. I, I look at the, 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 the path for the Browns is the division. So in order to win the division, they have to, <laughs> beat the, they have to beat the Ravens coming out of the bye week. They have to beat the Steelers. They have to beat the Bengals. Um, and they have to win at least one of the other two games. And the other teams largely have to play not poorly, but they just have to continue to be this muddled mess. Um, it's a very difficult uh, to sort of make that work. It, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they have gone through all of their, you know, all of their room for error here, but you know, that's the thing. It, 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 the division is weird enough where the Browns have a better shot of going in through that than they do um, the bye week or uh, than the, the the wild card. That doesn't change the fact that, you know, do I think the Browns are going to go four and one? No, they're not. I mean, I, you know, as much as I hate to say this, this season has been over since week two. It's just, we haven't come to grips with it and it's gotten worse from there. Like in terms of the number of just truly awful things that have happened to this team that go beyond um, the the, the things that they theoretically can control and have gone horribly wrong. So, no, I don't think the playoffs are realistic. But um, the other, the the the, you know, sort of the natural question that comes after that is, so what do you do with, you know, Baker Mayfield? And I think what Kevin Stefanski's answer is, is he's going to fight until the bitter end. And that has everything to do with who he is and who he insists this team will be. Not unlike um, what the Steelers did yesterday down 41 to 10 or whatever it was with their starters still out there they're going to fight this is this is what um, this is who the Browns are going to be and I think that's getting lost in this um, which when it comes to Baker Mayfield's shoulder I sort of get but it's sort of a slippery slope because you have a number of players playing through injury and I think in addition to the fact that Baker Mayfield doesn't want to be treated special because he's a competitor and, and that's why his teammates love him uh, I don't think Kevin Stefanski wants to make him, his injury special compared to the rest of the team.
1: and, and Nor nor should they, uh, but it, you know, it certainly is going to show effects, obviously, and it's going to stand out more when it is a quarterback in the ball and is, a, is in his hands every play. Um, look, there's no way around it. Um, a, it's a game you're certainly capable of winning. Um, you're finally getting this defense to give you an effort you were hoping for to make these games attainable, not even by a fantastic effort by your offense, an average effort by your offense. And this team is a lot better than six and six. And it's it's it's, it's come about the time we thought it would come for the defense. We certainly thought the offense would do their part earlier in the season to get some victories. Um, end of the day, your record's your record. Six and six, they've got two weeks to stew on it. Baltimore Ravens, two weeks, uh, you know, two weeks from last night coming in to first energy. Browns, Ravens. I mean, we'll see where the team is at there. Um, But, you know, of what this team needs, it's certainly not in the building right now. Pete, wide receivers, three, four new ones coming into the fold for next
0: year? Um, maybe. Um. You know, the thing is like, look, there's no question they need two. like, it's not even a debate at this point. I think the big question, you know, you you say we'll get three and, and maybe you do. I just don't know what that third one looks like. You know, Donovan people's Jones is a talented young man. He is, he just is, he's not finished. I don't know what finished is going to, you know, where finished is for him um you do have anthony schwartz i don't know what he's gonna be but when we drafted him you and i both said he's a he's a jet player he's a guy who can maybe stretch the field and give you a couple plays but he's not someone you're counting on and he's been exactly that like they did not draft him with the intent the idea that he was going to be a major contributor like that's you know, that again, that's where this season is. That, that what was supposed to be wide receiver five, you know, at, at one point, there were people talking about whether or not Anthony Schwartz should make the team in the preseason because the, you know, the Browns just had so many talented receiving options that, that Schwartz, who couldn't practice and any number of other things because of hamstring injuries, you know, maybe he just shouldn't make the team. And now we're clearly at this point where, um, he is, has become so critical that the Browns are rolling, you know, Jojo Natson out there because he's unavailable. Like that's, that's the depths of the insanity of, the, of what this year has been.
1: <laughs> it's, it, it, it's been a year folks. And, uh, and we're not even close to being finished here with six more weeks of regular season action. He is Pete Smith of Browns digest SI.com. Pete and the team obviously they'll have, uh, you know, all the stories, all the written work over there for you, um, you know, if it's maybe not a content day for you all, I can kind of understand that, and I can kind of sympathize, uh, but it'll be covered over there all as well, all all, in, all imposing, all-encompassing on uh, Brown's Digest. Uh, the For Pete's Sake podcast, Pete and Nicole always do a fantastic job. I'm sure that will certainly be one to have your ears on this week. Um, because I've seen someone that calls timeline. Seems like she's a little feisty and spicy and ready to go as always. Um, he is Pete Smith. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh uh I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh throw DMs are open, questions, ideas, go ahead, throw a follow over there, show itself, on rounds, follow back account. Again, DMs are open over there. Um it, tough night, tough night, and just discouraging because it was there. It was certainly there to be had. And needed somebody, somebody on offense to step up, make a play, catch a ball, and just never came to fruition. Browns are 6-6, and headed to the bye, and with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.